Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Individually, can I make an argument that this is the best you've been playing since you've been in the NBA? I'll let you guys and whoever's calling it next debate that. I don't really care. If I'm playing the worst I've ever played and we're on a 10-game winning streak, great, because I know I'll figure it out at some point. I don't know if it's the best I've played or not, but I do feel really comfortable in my role. I think playing with JC, we've got a really good chemistry on the court, so you throw Fave into that. and Yeah, it's fun. I think we're all pretty happy with the way we're playing, but we've got more work to do. There's Joe Ingles on his individual play, the Jazz as a whole. He joins us every week. You just heard the interview in the last segment. The Jazz back at it with the Mavericks tonight. And as Joe said, this one ought to be difficult, playing them twice in three days. And and then we've got the X Factor, PK. We have to wait and find out who's going to play in this game. Tonight, 8 o'clock on ESPN. What does it matter who's going to play? I mean, as long as they got just the nucleus, they're good to go. Come on. Okay, very positive. I hope you're right about that. I'm not a big hope guy. I'm a big results guy. Well, they got the results against the Mavs last time. But do you think they can count on Jordan Clarkson to go for 31 and Rudy to go 29 and 20 again? Maybe Bogey could have a big day, big game if, if Mitchell isn't back. Well, Joe made five threes too, right? Uh, I think he made seven actually, but he made a lot. Seven? That's the point. Yes, he made a lot. I'll look it up. Well, can, they, can you count on that? No, that's that's, what, that's almost point. twenty points off the three. Twenty-one, coach. Thanks. <laughs> I'm not a coach. I want to be a life coach, though. That's what I'm working on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's your new goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sweet. You'd be good at it if you focus on a PK. I want to help people out. You know, in these few remaining days that I have. It's down to days. Not weeks, well, months, or years? I like to boil it down to the lowest common denominator. It's like what I learned in beginning math when I was a senior. Donovan Mitchell and Derek Favors are listed as questionable right now in last night's injury report, so we'll see how that plays out. Jazz had a couple had a couple future games. Uh, tip times moved back an hour. Part of a league-wide move to delay tip times to allow for game day COVID testing results to come back. Yeah, we've seen that. That's why I think they should see, play games like 2 in the morning and stuff and just have it all over the NBA place. NBA basketball around the clock. We're having more matinees. We like that. Some later games. That'll work. I don't know about matinees. I would see try to get some daytime games. Uh-huh. Sweet. So you're giving up on the whole English class. You're focusing totally on math and life coaching. Well, you know, questionable. Really, when you think about it, I've been questionable for 19 years, and I still keep showing up. February 2 versus Detroit is now an 8 o'clock game. So that is uh, Tuesday, next Tuesday. <laughs> Otherwise known as Tuesday. Yeah, right. <laughs> and a week from today against Charlotte is now a uh, 6 o'clock game in Charlotte. So there's a couple of the games they've moved. We'll see if there's more down the line. All right, the Jazz maybe missing a couple guys again, but uh, that's a league-wide issue. So let's get to the NBA. Hashtag NBA. 
Turnover, Lillard doubled, deflected, stolen. Oladipo for the stuff. And it's a one-point game. Terry Stotts has seen enough. He will call a timeout. Jackson now on the left wing. Screen to his right. Ibaka whips a pass. It's Batum. Corner three again. Oh, Nick Batum. Make it rain, young man. He can't miss. Pistons are going to win this game. When Cook driving a baseline comes up short. So the Pistons with a very, very impressive win. 107 to 92. Pistons beat the Lakers, the Lakers without Anthony Davis, and there were only four games in the NBA, but there's a, a lot of star power not playing in those four games, and the Lakers probably could have gotten away and won that thing without AD if LeBron had, had a game like he had in Cleveland where he shot 73% and scored 46 points, but he was, he was a mere mortal, PK, 22 points on 19 shots. Yeah, I consider LeBron a foreign-born. There's no way he could be born of this earth. I mean, he's just that good. So, yeah, you're right, 22-10. and 10. Ah, Come on, LeBron, what <laughs> happened? On. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Kuzma, we were just talking about Kuzma, and, you know, how often can, he, up, can yeah. he bring it? He shot the ball just about as well as anybody on the team last night, 22 points, 9-17. But they only had two other guys in double figures, and 92 points isn't a winning number in the NBA very often these days. So, No, no they look very pedestrian. Yeah. yeah. And they've got, uh, they've got back-to-back losses now. For the first time this season. So, you know, back to, you know, you're going to have hot streaks, you know, you're going to have cold streaks. And I, I would expect that LeBron summons another pretty good game here to get them back on the winning track. Devin Booker didn't play, no, more star power out. He didn't play. I actually saw some headlines. You probably saw him too. Warriors catch a break. Booker out. Yeah, the Warriors didn't catch a break. Suns won without him. 114 to 93. They blew Golden State out. Got him by 21. That surprised me a little bit uh, on that because, you know, Booker is such an integral part of that team. Uh, Aiden's playing a little bit better. Chris Paul's doing his thing. Yes, Chris Paul's, uh, you know, he's obviously not LeBron, but at advanced age, he still maintains the ability to be effective in his own way. That's something that I admire because I think you really have to work at it when you get that age. It just doesn't, isn't something you roll out of bed and do. Uh, but the the Warriors, yeah, they've got Steph Curry, and then who can you count on night to night? Really nobody. I don't know that there's anybody that you can just book, all right, this player is going to be able to add to whatever Steph Curry can bring. So Steph Curry really has to have big games. But I do like this Wiseman kid. You know, I like his, uh, he's, what, only 19, played three college games with Memphis last year. I do think he's going to develop into a nice pro. They don't have enough talent to be consistent. I think they have enough talent to get into the postseason, but I don't know about doing anything right now. And uh, But I do like Weissman playing uh, uh, as well as he can. And then Houston, Houston intrigues me. They were so guard-oriented, and now they replaced all the, these guards. But, yeah, they're still guard-oriented. It's sort of funny that way. Uh, the Rockets get a win over the Portland Trailblazers. They were down 18 in the first quarter. It was 15 after at the end of the first quarter, and yeah. they had the lead by halftime. They got right back in that thing in a hurry. And uh, to your point, uh, you know, they got Oladipo now, and he goes for 25, and they go for John Wall, and he has 20. Man. He got the ball, and he went 70 feet. I know he's had the Achilles, and I know that's, you know, for a long time that's been a career ender, but medicine keeps improving, and it, watching that, I would have never thought, oh, that, this guy's coming off an Achilles injury. 
Uh, he just flew down court. Well, speed has always been his game. Yeah, and he's still got it even post Achilles. Christian Wood is the uh, is the big guy who's uh, who's the new the new Clint Capella, I guess. And he's yeah yeah he's yeah. getting stuff done for him. He had 22 points and 12 rebounds as the Rockets beat the Blazers 104-101. Obviously, more star power. We know, you know, McCollum's out and. Uh, you know, Lillard's got to carry it. And Lillard had 30 and 9 assists, but it wasn't enough. And you realize Miami, who was in the finals last year, like 6-12, and 12, now they have most of their guys have been out most yeah. of the season. Yeah, but it's a but terrible man, it's start. It's devastating their it, roster. It's really very Marlins-ish, you know. We had a great season, and we're following it up with nothing. But the difference is they've got their guys there, and when they get them back, and they did get Tyler Hero back, uh, but Butler's still out, Dragic is still out. Iguodala and Haslam, I mean, they're older and not playing massive roles, and Haslam was a coach's decision, but Iguodala has neck spasms, so so it was kind of cutting. It was kind of the uh, the Miami JV against the Clippers JV because, of course, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and Patrick Beverly didn't play for the Clippers, but the Clippers got the win. They beat the Heat 109-105, stay within a half game of the Jazz, who are now a game up on the Lakers. So there you go. A lot of big names out, but... Still got to find a way to win, and the Suns and the Clippers did it. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. Well, Weber State playing a winless Idaho team, and you figure they ought to roll, and they did. 81-56, to same two teams play again tomorrow at 1 o'clock in Moscow, Idaho. WAC play tonight, UVU and Tarleton State in Orem at 6 o'clock. Dixie State's at Cal Baptist at 7. Both those teams double up and play the same teams again tomorrow. And tomorrow, the Utes are in Boulder to take on Colorado. That's on the Pac-12 Networks at 12.30. And PK, you would assume the Utes lose that, but they played well at UCLA. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. They did beat Stanford. They beat Washington State but lost to Washington. I just don't know on any given day what the heck they're going to do. Oh, the Utes are the box of chocolate and Forrest Gump. There it is. BYU hosting Pacific Marriott Center, 4 o'clock on the CBS Sports Network. So getting a game in. They've had a couple games they've lost. Who knows what's going on going forward. But supposed to be USF, but when that game couldn't happen, they scheduled this one instead. So 4 o'clock, CBS Sports Network. You can check out the Cougars and the Tigers. Pacific is one of those teams that's barely played a game. 5-2 and two overall. Two and two in conference play, and we're in late January, and they played seven games. Yeah, I, I, what do you expect? I don't, I don't expect much out of them. They haven't been given a, an opportunity to get anything going. It sucks for those young men. I mean, most of those guys, not all of them, are not going to play professionally, and this is going to be the highlight. And because of the situation, they can't get out on the floor. And that just is awful. BYU will be playing their 18th game. Pacific will be playing their eighth game. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. When you go down the line, the clearest fit is the 49ers. I think San Francisco, if they could somehow land him, I think they immediately go to the top of the list. That's Greg Olson, former All-Pro tight end, now a Fox NFL analyst, saying he likes Deshaun Watson in San Francisco. Now, Watson's formally requested a trade. That news broke uh, in our show yesterday, a little later, not for you 7 o'clock listeners. But. So he wants out. Now, the question is, are the Texans going to accommodate him? Are they going to play hardball and not move him and then just start finding him and see if the lack of money will bring him in? 
I've already read stories that he's principled and he's decided and he won't care about the money. Easy to say someone else won't care about the money. A little different maybe when it's you and the money, but see how hard, if they're going to play hardball here or if they're going to flip him. And the thing is, the, the Niners may be the best fit, but they won't be the only bidder. If Texans want to have an auction, they can have an auction. There'll be other people interested. Well, of course they would. They're going to not just take one offer. They're going to evaluate, evaluate everything. More than half the NFL reportedly interested in Watson, who is under contract through 2025. Uh, more quarterback news. The Steelers' Ben Roethlisberger says he's pretty sure he wants to return to the Steelers this fall, and he's willing to do everything, that's his word, everything he can to help the team as he is set to count $41.2 million against the salary cap. Pittsburgh CEO Art Rooney II told reporters this week the franchise was willing to bring Big Ben back, contingent on adjustments to his contract being made to free up cap space. So it sounds like there's room to do a deal, and both teams want to do a deal, and it ought to get done. And we had to see Big Ben in the Steelers uniform for one more year. He's, he's in his late 30s now, so I don't know if he'll be Tom Brady and give us five more years, but at least next year, PK. Beautiful. And the good news of the day, Washington football team coach Ron Rivera has been declared cancer-free after his latest checkup. He had been diagnosed with uh, cancer last August and battled it during this past season, but now he's been declared cancer-free. So good news yeah, for Ron Rivera. I thought with that uh, particular lymphoma, I thought you had to go five years. I think you do. So he's cancer-free now, but he's got to stay cancer-free. Yeah. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Well, we got the SEC schedule. Now we have the ACC schedule. And they are going back to two divisions, 14 teams split, eight conference games. Notre Dame back as an independent, so everything you saw last year, forget about it. They were one division with Notre Dame last year. And I'm going to go with Clemson. Good call by you. You really Great know your pick, PK. You know your, you know your football. Among the games on the ACC schedule, Virginia at BYU Saturday, October 30. Bronco Mendenhall has said he really didn't want to play BYU as UVA's coach, but looks like he's going to have to do it anyway. So be it. Dixie State and Weber State announced they'll begin spring practices today in preparation for the spring seasons that begin late next month. SUU hasn't announced what their timetable is. Spring football, PK. It's a different kind of year. Spring football is going to mean games. happy for the youngsters to be able to play the game. Steve Sarkeesian added Montana State's head coach, Jeff Cho, to his staff at Texas as co-defensive coordinator. He led them to -to back-to-back playoff berths in the FCS in 2018 and 2019. And now Montana State will have to get a new coach for their spring season that is uh, coming up here shortly. Can't imagine he's going to stay and do that and miss spring football as Texas' defensive coordinator. I would think he'd have to get down to Austin for that. He's got a new job, yeah. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, is going to be here at 8 o'clock. Atlanta Braves legend Dale Murphy at 8.30. Talk to him a little bit about the Hall of Fame, the shutout for this year's candidates, and a lot of the uh, 
offseason movement, the contracts, the teams that are going for it, the teams that are laying back this year. We'll talk with Dale Murphy coming up at 8.30. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 12.80 The Zone. The Big Show. The Big Show. With Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. Executive Vice President of Basketball Operations for the Utah Jazz, Dennis Lindsay with us. Dennis, we thought you're going to be in a pretty good mood jumping on the show today. Your team's playing great. Yeah, they've come together and we're pleased with the results thus far. We've got a lot of work to do. We're only at the quarter pole, but uh, we've defended well. Got back to a previous Jazz level and Quinn has designed a really unique offense based upon spacing and shooting and sharing the ball and a guy's really believe in the system that Hughes developed. What we promise is we'll just continue to work hard and be humble and honest with ourselves, and hopefully we can make a good account for the season. Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7, presented by Big O' Tires, the team you trust. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Hot Takes Your Toast is brought to you by Jerry Seiner Cadillac. Cadillac owners may have changed, but luxury hasn't. Come see the bold new lineup of Cadillac at Jerry Seiner Cadillac today. Question of the day is up on our Facebook page, DJ and PK. How long are the Jazz going to continue to roll over the competition and have the NBA's best record? And Brad says, as long as they keep playing as a team, sharing the ball, and shooting the ball at a high percentage. It's all about the shooting, PK. About the making. But, uh, yeah, I think that uh, the first part of his statement... I don't think that's in question. I think these guys really, really enjoy playing with each other. And we tend to overstate that. You know, we think, and, and it's particularly, maybe maybe it's not as much, but I'm in this community, so it seems I'm heightened to the awareness of it. But it seems like we really enjoy as a community, oh, these guys are good guys, and they enjoy playing with each other, blah, 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 blah. And, like, it's we're the only team that has that it just seems like that's overstated and it gets overplayed but with that in mind it does seem like there's a whole lot of camaraderie going on here and the pass that's going to lead to the assist the player who makes that is just as fine as long as the basket's there or if he has a good shot and somebody else has a better shot you've got no problem giving it up and it doesn't seem like anybody on that second unit with joe we're just talking about it with favors Clarkson can dribble 22 of the 24 seconds and if he makes a basket everybody's fine with it even probably if he misses it seems like uh, his teammates are fine with it so I don't think that's going to be an issue they seem to have that ironed out to a high level as far as moving the ball and playing well off of one another and and I think a lot of that is doing the fact that this is such a veteran ball club but you know the shooting can come and go. Now, for the most part, the shooting has come and it hasn't gone, <laughs> and so that's that's been a big thing for their success. And and you wonder how long can it continue? I think they can just shoot it like this. This is who they are. It's a little better than what they did last year, but last year they shot thirty eight percent, and you'd think it would be hard because. They had uh, the Clarkson trade and, and getting Conley in, and then Bojan had to have surgery, and the season stopped, and then it restarted, and they shot in the bubble. And, and through all of that, they shot the ball well. They were the number one three-point shooting team in the league. This so year, They're going to win 70% of their games minimum. They're, gonna, they're number two right now. They're shooting at about a point or a point and a half better than they did last year. The Clippers are shooting it even better than the Jazz, so something to remember if that ends up being a playoff series. 
but uh, yeah, I don't think the shootings on any one night it'll go away. But are they going to end up, you know, being the fifteenth best shooting team in the league? No, no, they're going to end up one, two, or three at the rate that. Why would it change at the rate they're going and the rate they went last year with the guys they've got? Well, they're going to win a large amount of their ball games then. And looking forward, I don't, I don't follow the schedule beyond uh, Dallas and uh, Denver. And then you already mentioned. Uh, Tuesday, Detroit. I forgot who they're playing. Detroit, the uh, time change. Detroit and Charlotte. So I know the next. What's that? Four games. Yeah, you actually it's right here on the thing in front of me. You actually don't because I had to look it up because I didn't know past that far either. And in between Detroit and Charlotte, they play Atlanta. They've got a, a three-game Eastern trip coming up. So I'm going to pick them to win all these games. It's sort of uh, like the Utah BYU football. Until I see BYU beat Utah, which is going to happen at some point, but until I see it, I'm going to pick the Utes. So next year, next season, uh, was September 11th, I think they're playing that game, I'm going to pick Utah. Until I see otherwise, and maybe I'll change it when we get there in the week of, but that's when the predictions matter the most, when you've seen some uh, stuff going on. Uh, but right now, I'm picking Utah. And right now, I'm picking the Jazz. I'm picking the Jazz tonight. Uh, Denver, that's going to be a nice game. I'm looking forward to that game very much. So, uh, they maybe they lose that game. They very well could lose it. Any any individual game they can lose. But until I see them lose again, I'm going to keep picking them to win. And as they continue to win, the next game, I'm going to feel better about their chances than I did before the game, before the prior game. Greg says, right along the lines you're talking about, Greg posted this. He says, I think the Jazz are going to lose either tonight's game or at Denver, and then they're going to go on another five-game win streak. So he's picking six of the next seven, which I would sign off on right now. Winning six of the next seven? Yep. At any point in my life, <laughs> you any sign team up for that. winning the six of the next seven. Yeah. I tend to look at it in ten-game basis. And figuring, you know, if you find a way to win seven of the ten, you're pretty good. If you win eight, wow, you're really good. Uh, so, obviously, they've won ten in a row on the button, right? The winning streak is ten, so they're ten and zip. So, now what can they do in these next ten? Uh, the way, And that's just an arbitrary round number that I choose. Somebody else can choose whatever. You like to go a road trip. Uh, you're big on that. If they got a four-gamer, can they go 3-1, 2-2, whatever it might be. So... I tend to, especially this year, I don't think there's any difference in home or road. Uh, so there's no point in looking at trips. I mean, maybe the cumulative effect of being tired or going stir-crazy, sitting in hotels all the time can wear on teams. Uh, but I actually think that could play to their benefit because you're so stir-crazy sitting in a hotel room and basically on lockdown that by the time you get freed, you're just rejoicing. <laughs> and you're, you're going to love playing ball even more. And so I think that works to the road team's advantage, and plus with the crowd, the refs not being influenced and not wanting to be booed and watch that, all that stuff's out the window. So I think that uh, to this year, road trips, it's how you're playing relative to the team you're playing is what matters the most, not where you're playing. So let's see as if uh, you know they've, they've passed this last these last 10 games with flying colors what can they do in the next 10 if they roll out another eight and two or not another eight and two but eight and two man then they're they're really onto something and it's fun to listen to now uh national folks 
sort of like, hey, how about the jazz? Because you know, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, I saw it last night. It's, uh, I can't even remember where I saw it or where I heard it. But you're, you're starting to hear it a little bit more. And then uh, during the daytime, either if I'm at the gym or I'm at home, that NBA jump thing, you know, so, and I look at it, when are you going to get to the jazz? You know, you can create stories all you want of Kyrie Irving and his drama and and Westbrook and Wall going at each other, blah, blah, blah. But don't forget about the Jazz because they're a story and they they should be gaining national traction. If you're really caring about what's best and who's playing the best, they're right at the top. If you want drama and you're just catering to the bigger markets where you draw in the most viewers, which I don't blame them because I've been saying for years now, once I turn on the television, it is entertainment. And the number one purpose of entertainment is to draw in viewers. And that's how you make the most money. I get that. But if you're going to step aside from that and talk about what's really going on, the best stories, not the best soap operas, but the best stories, the jazz got to be at the top of your list. We do it locally. Play the hits. Jazz Utes Cougars. Cougars Utes Jazz. Utes Cougars Jazz. Utes Jazz Cougars. I mean, you've heard it here for years. You do the same thing on Talking Sports. And for other teams to break through, then Utah State's got to put that 11-game win streak together, right? When Matt Wells had that, and it launched him to, uh, to the Texas Tech job. And Jay Hill's done it at Weber State going deep into the playoffs multiple years now. And that gets our attention. But they're going to play the hits. They're going to play the hits, or the company is going to find someone else to play the hits. Yeah, so. the only thing I would disagree with, the Utes Cougars Jazz, but I'd also mix in RSL. <laughs> Tell your boys they really don't want to have a work stoppage there. Bad idea. Be a bad look. <laughs> well, we can get off on that if you'd like. No, just but, no. All you need to tell them is don't do it. Just That's pass it very simple. Pass it along for PK. It is the first off. It's don't I, break it down. I'm going just to tell it's them. Too no, late. No, You've no. done it. You've okay, shown the off waters. My, I'm taking off my headphones. I'll see you. Why they fight for so much la, more money la, when it's la, just going to bring in better players la, la, la. to take their job makes no sense to me. Are you done? Maybe. I took off the headphones. Uh, we heard. La 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 la. <laughs> La 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 la. Thought I recognized a tune there. A couple of dogs pulled up outside my window. Is that more coyote, wolf, or dog? I don't know what that was. That was actually a decent dog. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Old McDonald had a farm. Ready? Go. All right. So, your point about the Jazz then. Take six to seven. They got the good chemistry. They're going to shoot the ball well. And Dennis Lindsay came on. Actually, we just played the promo. He was on the big show yesterday. Talked about getting back to one of, being one of the elite teams in the league defensively. So what does that leave? Missing a lot of guys? Uh, I mean, we're well, seeing that. Yeah. Miami should yeah. be way better than they are. You brought it up in the last segment. They're 6-12. and 12. They were just in the finals. They should be way better than 6 But they haven't had their guys. You know, if you go a long stretch and you don't have Butler and you don't have Dragic, I mean, in the sh- yeah, in the short run, you can win a game or two. I mean, the, the Clippers don't have Kawhi Leonard, and they don't have Paul George, and Patrick Beverly's out too, and they're one-on-one on this trip because they ran into Miami, who was also way shorthanded, and they got a game. you you got to have your guys. In the short run, they can win without Donovan Mitchell. And they did it, and that was a great win, and now they got to do it again. But, you know, if Donovan's out these next couple games— 
um, you know, concussion protocol. I don't know where this is going. Um, but if he were to miss the next couple of games, then split in the next two games, like was it Greg, I think? Um, yeah, Greg here says, I think they'll lose this next game or to Denver. You know, if, if, they're, if, you, if you miss your leading score and you miss a couple guys out of your rotation, you get vulnerable pretty quick. Anthony Davis is out and the Lakers lose to Detroit. And the Lakers are obviously way better than Detroit. Yes, they are. Uh, more people posting here. Brian, I foresee the Jazz will be up towards the top the rest of the season. There'll be some losses, but 50 wins is plausible. 50 wins this year is an enormous total when you're only playing 72 games. Would you take that right now, PK? 50 yeah. and 22. Sign on the dotted line, go to the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, they're, obviously they're going to the playoffs. Uh I think that rather than focusing on the number of uh, victory total, whatever that might be, you know, what's their health status as they get into the postseason, I think that's more important. And if they have that, I think they're a legitimate contender. And it's not like they're an overwhelming contender and they're, everyone's pointing towards them. But right now, I don't see how you can say they're not a legitimate contender. And I, but I don't have any of the baggage and the scarring of a fan. I've never really had that my entire life, and maybe an occasion, but uh, I haven't. So I think this job is really made for me because I just look at sports as an entertainment value and, and a heck of an entertainment value at that. And so I don't go, yeah, well, things go wrong for our team and all that stuff. Uh, and so for me, uh, uh, objective is a word that there – the pure meaning doesn't exist. When you say you're objective, I, I just don't buy it. You're objective to an extent, but everyone has biases one way or another, and I certainly have mine, and, and I want to see the team win. That's my objective, my, my, my bias objective. But when I step back as much as I possibly can, I don't see how you can say this ball club is not a contender to win it all or win the West. I mean, don't worry about winning it all. We gotta, you got to win the West. And then you'll see about the other bracket. But right now, yeah. And maybe I have some recency bias because they've won 10 in a row and the Lakers have lost two in a row. And the Clippers, uh, I still have the Paul George thing. Paul George can be MVP. He could have the best regular season since Will Chamberlain. And I'm still going to think, okay, what are you going to do in the postseason? And I believe he can do it. I see no reason why he can't. He's wildly skilled. He has all the skill necessary to be a great player. But until he actually goes through and even in a losing cause he can do it if still he matches his season which he's had some very good ones with the same type or better in the postseason i'm going to have my doubts because he's underachieved in multiple postseasons so i put the clippers definitely as a contender but i think they have a question mark and the other two right now lakers and the jazz i think they're right in the mix and we'll see if Denver can keep it going and what they may I – may, I may add a team or two by the time we get there. But I don't see how anybody, how any realistic fan, good or bad, whatever you think of the Jazz, whatever your emotional connection is, I don't see how you can't sit here and say on this morning, this last Friday in February or January, that they are not a contender. I think it's clear they are. Dustin says, until the games that really matter come along and the Jazz get bumped in the first round – Maybe the second if they're lucky. Dustin, to what you just said, PK, they're going to be the favorites in the first round, and I think they're going to do it. The second round, 
now it gets to matchups and to who's healthy because the Lakers, regardless of what the standings say, to me, everyone's chasing the Lakers. And you may catch them. You may catch them and you may beat them. But they're the favorites. They're the defending champs. you got to beat the king to be the king and all that stuff. Uh, they're it. And they can run second or third, but they're still the team everyone's got to beat. you got to beat LeBron to get to the top of the mountain. That, that's, the, that's the way it's going to work. Now, I'm with you. The Clippers, we've already seen Paul George come in and have a problem against the Jazz in a playoff series. And we've seen him against other teams, too. So there's a ton of history there. And Denver, hey, Denver beat the Jazz last year, and it looks like they're getting it together. You know, any of these teams that had a lot of changes, and if you're changing you know, two or three guys in your rotation, the Jazz went through it last year, I think Denver's going through it this year. But you got a long time to figure it out here. And how good are you when the playoffs get here, you know, and get yourself a decent matchup so you're not playing the Lakers in the first round. But Denver ought to be able to do it. Their best player is an excellent player. Uh, losing three rotation guys is a big hit. But if you only struggle the first 10 or 15 games and you get it together, you know, it's, it's way too early to, to bury the Nuggets. Oh, for sure. Let let them play the Lakers. Right. I would love to see that series. Let the Blazers get healthy and then see what they do once their guys are healthy. Just in that, you know, if we can get like a 20 or 25 game sample where they actually mm-hmm. have their people together, then we can see if we want to put them in that top group or not. Uh, uh, as long well, as they're as long as they're hurt, then no. We're going to put them in the top group if McCollum and Lillard make a bunch of shots. If they don't, we're not. I don't care who they have. They can't get through who they three have, rounds. Who they don't they can't, have. They can't get through three rounds of this. Oh, I'm not saying they can't, but mm. they're. you can tell their formula for winning. So those two guys have to go off. A lot of times they do. They're very good players. And so you look. You just look at the score. And if they have good shooting nights, they have an excellent chance to win. Simple as that. Uh, so if they don't, then they don't win. They're depend, largely dependent on two guys. And that's the beauty of the Jazz they aren't necessarily largely dependent on two guys. We saw it twice this week. They've got two wins in which their number one guy contributed zero and then had an awful shooting night, and they still won both ball games. Now, they're not dynamic teams, uh, teams that you wouldn't think would be playing in the second or third round in the postseason. Uh, so I get all that, but nevertheless, they're not necessarily dependent on two guys they have and Locke is going to tell us here whenever he comes on in an hour 45 minutes whenever it is he's going to tell us well if you take away the three Rudy's going to go and and jam it and have almost 30 points I mean I know he's going to say that and so but that and nothing wrong with that that's true so they have a lot of different ways to beat you and sure I don't have any problem with chasing the Lakers but it's not like it's a long shot and the Lakers, they're the I'd defending chops. So you, unless you have dramatic changes like the Bulls when they won the last one and they weren't the same team, to me, you always put the the team, the reigning title team, who are they're yep. they're the team you got to beat. Yep, we're, we're seeing it in football, right? We, yeah, same we were, type of pr- principle. Go we ahead. Were, we were doing it with the Warriors. Um, you know, they were of the course. they were the king of the mountains. You had to take them down, and they had their five year run. Although it seems like that was a yeoman's task. Right now, and maybe I'm looking at it in a narrow window of what's going on this very week, but right now it doesn't seem to me that it's outrageous to predict the Jazz beating the Lakers. Where back then, 
It was outrageous. It was. Even when Houston went seven games, I still felt like the Warriors were going to win that thing, and they did. And Houston had to go 0 for 40 or something from uh, 3 in that at the end there. And I know it was a lot closer than I'm making it uh, appear to be, but I still felt like the Warriors were the team and they're going to find a way to win. Now, the thing about LeBron that just would scare the, you know, the basketball crap out of me is that, okay, the stage is brightest, LeBron's at his best. And so it's it feels like he's not coasting because I I got to give him credit, man. He's out there just about every game, if not every game, he's at an advanced pacing. age. He gets that the league revolves around him, and and even if people aren't paying to see him now, they're still watching him. He's out there. You got to give him credit. And pacing might be the word, but then the postseason, if he turns it on, man, he's tough. Yep, he calls it zero dark thirty mode. Turns off all social media and goes to work. <laughs> yeah, and you, you got to respect his ability, man, and just I admire it, actually. But just because you're not the favorite doesn't mean it's impossible. There's a, there's wiggle room in that area, and, and I think that's where the Jazz sit, and that's where the Clippers sit, and then we'll see if one of these other teams plays themselves into that same into that same range where you got a shot. You're not the favorites, but at least you have a shot. But right now, that's all a long way away. What they have to do right now is beat the Mavericks tonight and then get ready for Denver on Sunday. We got, uh, we got people debating the uh, – <laughs> there's a whole jazz BYU debate going on. And we will get to that. That is pretty interesting, too. We got people quoting stats. Man, they are digging deep. We'll get to that next. Stay with us. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Number one. The Zone Sports Network is Utah's number one choice for sports radio in Utah. From DJ and PK to Hanson Scotty and the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, the Zone continues to dominate the competition. Thank you to all of you that continue to make the Zone Sports Network Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports station. Your home for the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about is right here. 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK reminding you Valentine's Day is not far away. Flowers make the perfect gift. Jimmy's Flowers, a longtime partner with The Zone, can make it easy. Visit them at jimmysflowers.com. Remember, Valentine's Day falls on a Sunday this year, so plan ahead and go to Jimmy's Flowers at jimmysflowers.com. Question of the morning. How long are the Jazz going to continue to roll over the competition and have the NBA's best record? And Shane says, until they play a top-tier team, everyone needs to pump their brakes a little bit. It's like BYU season, the football season that just ended. They should beat the teams that they've been playing. And Dylan comes back at him with, uh, yeah, mostly. I mean, Nuggets, Mavs, Warriors, and Bucks are pretty good, though. Correction, Mavs should be pretty good. Not sure what's happening. Kobe says, uh, Come on, top-tier team. They've beaten the Clippers, Bucks, Nuggets, Warriors, Trailblazers, Hawks, and Cavs, who are all playoff teams currently. They're also 8-2 and two against teams above 500, which is the best in the NBA. Nice try. <laughs> and then he's got a middle finger emoji. Ooh, the middle finger. Yeah, Colby got fired up. He was That's having hard. none of Shane's stuff. 
Uh, I haven't worked out everybody's record against teams over 500, but I do think you have to go to some of the wins they've had. And you can keep making excuses, but if you, you know, if you beat the Nuggets and you beat the Bucks and you beat the Clippers, well, those are all teams coming off uh, not just playoff appearances, but teams that won playoff series last year. So that's pretty good. And what's looming on that list is the Lakers, which we were just talking about in the last segment. They haven't played the Lakers yet. And they think they got a game coming up next month with them. But most of the, I assume there'll be a couple more games with the Lakers whenever they announce the second half of the schedule. So I don't worry about that. This is pro sports. That's irrelevant. That does that doesn't matter. Strength of schedule does not count. There's not a committee, and we don't put it into computers. So who gives a flying you know what about any of that stuff? This is professional NBA basketball. Everybody plays everybody. They're all drafted. They're all high-level players. None of that stuff matters. You're not playing. The, and they lost to the Timberwolves. So if you're going to make that argument, then they absolutely suck because the Timberwolves have the worst record in the West, and they lost to them. But no one's doing that. I Don't, don't ever talk to me about scheduling again. And that's for people who either want to make apologies for the team or they want to do something else. What? I don't know. I don't care about the schedule. You play who you play. And if you're sucking, the schedule is not going to help you. It's not going to turn it around for you. It may give you a win or two, but it's not going to turn it around. If you're not good, the schedule is not going to be your friend. It's going to expose you at some point either way. So why bother talking about the schedule? Unless you're playing Sacramento and Minnesota every game. And for that matter, they already lost to Minnesota. So if you're going to argue scheduling, well, they lost to Minnesota. So every victory has been canceled out then under that theory by Minnesota. Forget that. It's pro hoop. Everybody's got NBA players who are very, very good. Some are better than others, obviously. It's how you're playing. What are you doing? Dennis Lindsay didn't come on and say, wow, you know, we got back to jazz basketball and we don't have to have the broadcasters whining about the schedule because it's been very good to us. He didn't talk about that. He talked about the way they're playing. It's the way you're playing. The schedule's the schedule. Why are we talking about the schedule? You mentioned schedule one more time. I'm slamming down the headphones. Don't do that. <laughs> Take them off and go la, 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 la. But don't <laughs> slam them down and break them. Yes, the, please don't break They'll the just have to be fixed. No slamming of the headphones. I got five pair here. Oh, okay, so, go ahead, slam them down then. Who cares about the schedule? Because you want to measure yourself against the Lakers. Because you know it really matters. Then that's all that matters. Right. So and that's they, one team. And they're finally going to play them. That's not the schedule. That's one team. They're finally going to play them next month. Fine. And how do we know who's going to be available? And we're going to go crazy if they win that game? Yes. Then, then look <laughs> out. If, Katie, bar the door. Good night, Irene. See you later, Sally. If everybody's available. That's an excellent point. Is everybody going to be available? But if both teams are full strength and the Jazz win, yes, Jazz fans will go crazy the next morning. Unless it's a weekend game, in which case they'll go crazy on Monday morning. Now, some will, some, but they're scarred because they're small market, Dick Bavetta, uh, blah, 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 and they're not going to do it. And they're going to figure out a way to take it from us. Or it's my team, and my team has never won it all. And it's never going to win it all. <laughs> it's like the Red Sox. 
curse of the Red Sox that they've had for years and years and years until Kurt Schilling said, give me the ball, guys, and get on my back. And we'll talk to Dale Murphy about that here in about a half hour, I think, or whenever it yeah, is. Yeah, you're right. And so we'll go from there. And I get that. If, you, if you're scarred and you have that emotional connection, I don't have that emotional connection. But if you do, I understand that. And it's almost like it's too good to be true. I remember when the Giants won their first World Series and they had a big screen in one of those centers downtown somewhere or up on the hill, wherever it was, and these people are watching it. And they showed this lady, white-haired lady, had to be 70s, maybe even more, and she's got tears coming down her eyes, man. Tears of joy. The team she had followed literally 50 years had won it all. And it didn't seem possible because I don't think that the Giants had ever won since they left New York. I think Willie Mays got one early, and then that was it. And they hadn't won once in San Francisco. Well, lo and behold, then they win three times. Locke tells the story of waking up his kid because he grew up in that area. Didn't think he'd ever see it in his lifetime. He saw it three times. <laughs> so you, you don't know. And I get that emotional connection and how you could be scarred. I understand that completely. Maybe not fully to the level that a lot of folks do, but I understand it. And so here I get it with the Jazz. But step back from that, and this Laker team, yeah, even if you beat them, that doesn't mean you're going to beat them four times. But the fact is, they've got a shot. And the shot, we'll see. Will it continue to grow? Will it diminish? I happen to think that it'll stay the same as it is now, maybe increase slightly. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. David Locke is coming up next. People are already hitting us up. For questions for Locke. So we will get to that. The people will speak next. Stay with us.